ready. <clears throat> I want to say before I get started, uh, I want you to remember in prayer, uh, Brother Billy Ray Stoddard, and also pray for Ronnie Dixon by Dave Mayer's family. He passed away this morning, as I think everybody knows. Uh, but remember his family in prayer and pray for him. He's a good, good man. I drank coffee with him for 30 some years in the mornings and, uh, and I, I learned that he's a good man. And so just remember his family in prayer and pray for him. Um, also we have several others, uh, that, uh, need prayer. Uh, we have some among us. Uh, I want to mention them. Um, Brother Buddy Mann, Brother Gary Gibbs, uh, Brother Greg Gibbs, Brother Sam Henry, Sister Tara Powell, and uh, I know there's others that are sick. Remember uh, Sister Gillis in prayer, Brother Jim Gillis's mother. Uh, she uh, had surgery Sunday, and she has taken somewhat worse. Uh, she's has an infection now and has fluid build up and so remember her in prayer and pray for her all these others now i want to begin the tonight by reading to you one verse of scripture that i'm going to use tonight for my message and, and it's found in uh, psalms 37 and verse uh, 25 37:25 says i have been young and am and, and, and am now old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaketh. Yet have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the, his seed begging bread. You know, I've often said many times uh, in the years that I've been in the ministry, I've seen a lot, and and I know and I know a lot that has uh, that has taken place, and uh, so. This is this, but this is really what the uh, psalmist is saying here. He says, I, "I was young, and I saw a lot, and now I'm old." And he said, "I can testify that I have never seen the righteous forsaken, and I have never seen uh, the righteous begging bread." God takes care of His people. We got to, we need to realize that that God takes care of His people, and uh, we. But God's people only needs God to take care of them. And it, it's always a blessing when somebody wants to help you. Uh, uh, and if the federal government wants to help you, then that's fine. But but God will take care of his people. I want to, the title of my message uh, this tonight is More Promises and More Conditions. You know, um, I want to say something before I get started tonight uh, about something that I really messed up Sunday. Uh, I just want to say this. These days have have taken its toll uh, on my feeble mind, which was already feeble before they started. But I do want to say emphatically, God not only owns not only owns the cattle on a thousand hills, but he owns the hills also. I think I messed that up Sunday, but uh, I want to clear that up now. 
Now, the times in which we live are going to be our judge as to our allegiance to, to our service for the Lord. You know, when we, when we, we'll really realize just how strong of a servant we are. I've already had, uh, people from Landmark Baptist Church call me and, and they'll say, I just, I can't wait to get back in church. And I know most of them feel that way. And, uh, that's why I'm saying that the times in which we live are going to be our judge as to our allegiance to the service of the Lord. The world is having a heyday. For it is alluring those who have a lot of time on hand because they're not working, nor going to school, not, but yet they're not staying at home as they should. You know, even though they, they're, they're let off of work, they, they still take opportunity to get out and go when they shouldn't be doing it. You know, the only way we're going to conquer this thing, and I believe this, the only way we're going to conquer this thing is that either uh, e- either we we st- we stay in as we should, and we don't get out and mingle and and, and have it spread, um, based really to us, but uh, hope and pray we'll never have to spread it to anybody else. We'll never spread it to anybody else. But um, you know the world's taking advantage of this, and I see it on TV. I see it all the time. There. They're coming up with things that people can do. And, and I want to say this. Uh, this is not a worship service. A worship service is when the people of God have assembled themselves in the house of the Lord and they assemble themselves as a local visible church. And as they do that, then, uh, then they become a church at worship. But like this right here, this is just an opportunity that I have as a pastor to preach my message to the people, and and it's a people's opportunity to hear that message and and yearn and wait on the time when they can get back together again for the Lord. And as I I think I said um, maybe a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week, you know, there was a time when when uh, people the people the the Israelites went for 70 years and weren't able to assemble themselves in worship. And when the time came that they could do it, boy, they were rejoicing, rejoicing in the fact that they were able to be back into the house of the Lord worshiping again. These times make you, make me, as the great apostle Paul once said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. You know, that's uh, that's, what, that's what we become when we come up on times like these and come up on times when uh, when we when we we did, we can't do uh, we can't serve the Lord as we should. And, and he, Paul was in that time when, when he was in prison. You know, he, he was in that time. And, and, and as he said, you know, we're troubled on every side, but, but we're not distressed. And so that's, that's what we need to realize that tonight. Yeah, we're troubled on every side. 
You know, matter of fact, we're told to stay 10 feet or 6 to 10 feet away from everybody else. Well, that, that means that we're troubled on every side. But, but we're not distressed as a result of it. And, and, and that's a wonderful thing in, in that. One of the great promises the Lord makes to his true children is, he says, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. You know, the, the Lord uh, loves to judge his people, but hates it when the judgment is harsh. You know, the, the Lord doesn't love to bring judgment upon his people. You know, I've said this many times over the years. God is not a tyrant. He's not sitting in heaven just wondering who who he's going to afflict next. That's not God. God doesn't do those things. God loves his children, and, and he hates it when he has to bring harsh judgment upon them. And so uh, I pray that there's a time when we'll realize, you know, that, that God doesn't want to bring harsh judgment. But I'm going to say this. He will bring harsh judgment. He'll bring it up on his people. He'll bring it up on uh, uh, them when they sin and 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 go go about it and and do, and don't uh, ever repent and don't ever confess it and repent of it. Yes, God does sometimes bring harsh judgment upon His people. The psalmist states, "God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day." As Psalm seven and verse eleven, God is angry with the wicked. God God does not God does not love the wicked. God hates the wicked. And he hates wickedness. God hates sin. And he doesn't love sin. He doesn't. And, and the psalmist says in the, uh, I believe it's the 103rd or 106th psalm, the psalmist says God hates all the workers of iniquity. So we, we know that God doesn't love sin and doesn't love people who, who, who do sin. But he, he's going to chastise them if they do, if, if they're one of their children. How do we think the Lord knows what we are doing? Well, He is judging us every day. How, how do we think the Lord knows what, what, what we're doing? He judges us every day. He judges us every minute. God knows what we're doing. He knows where we are. He knows, He knows where we've been. He knows everything we have done. And He judges us every minute of, of every day. And God's judgment uh, is someday going to be revealed. When we stand before the judgment, the Bible states, for the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. You know, uh, God never forsakes the saints. He says that. He said, I never forsake the saints and God hasn't forsaken us. You know, we pray hard. I know we do. And and I, I prayed so much. In the last few uh, weeks, and uh, and just praying to the fact that God take this thing away, take it away from the whole world, uh, uh, take it away from our people, keep our people away from it. And we prayed, uh, we prayed prayer in every direction that I know to pray. But the Bible teaches us only the righteous will inherit the land and will dwell in it forever. Only, only the wicked will be cut off. Some sweet day, some sweet day out there, God is going to, uh, God is going to cleanse this earth of all unrighteousness. 
He's going to cleanse this earth. This earth is going to be clean some sweet day. You know, there's going to be a thousand years of Christ reigning upon the earth. And as a result of it, you know, the earth's going to be cleansed. The earth is going to, man's going to live together in harmony. And they're going to live together and uh, they're not going to have all of this going on. There won't be any diseases. There won't be anything like that. But that sweet day is coming. Uh, uh, it's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. He's going to chain the devil in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. That alone will bring cleansing to this wicked earth on which we live today. You know, you take the devil out of the out of, out of the de- uh, uh, out of the, the dwelling. You take the devil out, and things begin to clean up. You remove the devil from the earth, and the earth begins to clean up. That's what God's going to do. He's going to chain the devil for a thousand years. And then after that thousand years is over with, he's going to let him go. He's going to let him go, and he's going to go out deceiving the earth. The earth is going to be just exactly. Uh, lost men are going to be just exactly the way lost men always have been, even though some of them live through the, uh, uh, through, through the uh, thousand-year reign of Christ. But lost men are going to do the very same thing. You know, I've heard people say many times over the years, they, they said, well, you know, we'll, uh, uh, we, we would do better if, if, if Jesus was here. Well, you know, men are going to be given after the thousand year reign of Christ, men are going to be given the opportunity to repent of their sins and they're not going to repent. They're still not going to repent. So being, being on the earth when Christ was on the earth, is, is, is no different than that one. We, we know that's no, there's no different because we know that when Christ was on the earth, God saved people just exactly the way he does today. God only saves his elect. Only those were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And, and God's going to do that. Uh, God's going to do that all through, uh, uh, all through, all the way to the end. All the way to the end. He's going to, for his elect's sake, he's going to save every elect person. And I believe that when that last elect person is saved, I believe that we we better start looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to the clouds to call up his children. I believe that on some sweet day. He is going to chain the devil. I said that. He is going to create a new earth, and it will belong to his people. You know, we, we wonder today... Uh, 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 what do we have? Well, let me tell you, if you're one of God's children, you own this earth. You own everything that's on this earth. Yeah, it, Paul says in the book of Corinthians, you know, we, 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 we have everything. We have everything. He, he says it over there in second Corinthians. He says, for all things are yours. And I'm sorry, first Corinthians three, three and verse 21. You know, as, as we live, here on this earth, we should never glory in men. You know, men men are able to do a lot of things, but we shouldn't glory in men. We shouldn't go to men uh, for help when we when we have God. We don't need to. We don't, we don't need that. We have God. You know, we Paul talks about going to court. You know, why why would we go to court with men when God is the final judge of all things? So it's a wonderful thing to know that. God has promised for all the righteous and, 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 and he has endowed for all the wicked. Look at Psalms 37 again. 
And I want to begin reading in verse 30, and, and I want to read down to verse 38, or verse 40. I want to read to you here, and look what, look what God says. God says in verse 30, He says, The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his, the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand and condemn him when he is uh, judged. Wait on the Lord and keep the way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land where the wicked are, when the wicked are cut off, uh, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he he was not. Yet I sought him, but but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man. Behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord, and he is their strength in, in, the, in the time of trouble. And, and the Lord shall help him and deliver him them. He, he shall deliver them from the wicked and shall save them because they trust in him. So we, we realize, you know, regardless of what, what happens to this world, God's going to take care of his saved people. He's going to take care of the righteous. He's going to take care of them. He, if the wicked, if the wicked gets a hold of them, he's going to take them out of their hand. He's going to jerk them right out of their hand and he's going to put them back on the right path. And I believe this, what God does, you know, I don't, I don't agree with this, uh, some people as one man told, uh, me one day, he had been backslidden for 47 years. I don't believe that. I don't think God will let his children be backslidden that long. Not until God comes and snatches them up and takes them and, and puts them back on the right path again. One of the great promises the Lord makes to his children is, the psalmist says, I, I have been young. This is our text. The psalmist says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now think about that for just a moment. Think about that. You, uh, you, you're not going to starve to death. God's not going to let anybody starve to death. He's not going to let. He's not going to let anybody go to the point to where that they're going to starve to death. God's going to feed His children. I mean, just look at all the examples in the Bible where the ravens fed Elijah. And, and all those, and when we think about those things, and then we think about, well, God's going to take care of us just the very same way. God's going to get us through this, and he's going to take care of us, and and then the end of it will be a whole lot better than the beginning. The, the end of everything will be a whole lot better than the beginning was. Just look around you. You will see what happens to the wicked. Keep your eyes upon the wicked cities today. Look what's happening. You know, we, we, we think of, we think of the great sin that takes place in, in some of these cities. Look, look what God's doing, doing. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, uh, that is all judgment of God, 
but uh, but I do believe that that God knows where this disease is going to go, and He knows who it's going to affect, and He knows the reason it's going to affect them. You know, man can only live uh, wicked for a short time until God steps in and takes over and and He uh, corrects it. One of the great promises the Lord makes to His children is, the Bible says, the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way. In Psalms uh, 37 and verse 23, it is amazing that that uh, those who live close to the Lord walks as the Lord walks, and those who follow the Lord at a great distance will almost always miss a step or two. You know, you, you, you're going to fall into sin if you get away from the Lord. You know, and some people j- just love that. And, and I, I think even our churches right here, our churches, I think the Lord is showing us what it's like not to have the Lord's church. You know, we've got people who really are preaching away the local church. They're preaching away the, the local church and, and they're believing in this great universal invisible church. Well, that's not so. The Bible doesn't teach any such thing. And so, you know, the church is an important, the church is important in, in a saved person's life. It's very important in a saved person's life. And you, and you're going to learn this. Landmark Baptist Church members are going to learn this, that church is an important place. It's an important place to be. And, and maybe as a result of this, our eyes will open up and we'll realize, you know, that, that we, we need to enjoy been in the Lord's house more because let me tell you, we've learned, we've seen it, we've learned it, and we know it, that God can take it away from us anytime He sees fit to do so. And, and, and that's just, uh, I, I was heard the other day about a church uh, somewhere out west that, that they is a Baptist church. I don't know if it's one of our kind of churches or not. But that uh, they decided they were going to keep meeting. Well, um, come to find out, they they were going to defy what the government says. The government says they can't tell us when to meet and when not to meet. Well, you know, God can. God can. I I I, I heard out of the results out of that church that that several people have taken sick in that very church. I, I don't know where it was. I don't know. I don't know. What church it was, I don't even know if it was a Sovereign Grace Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, but I do know that it was a, it was called a Baptist Church, but yet they defied the Lord, and the Lord said, you're not going to do that, and he, and he, he didn't let them, he made them sorry that they did such a thing. One of the great promises the Lord makes to his children, he teaches them, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are more worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's found in Romans 8 and verse uh, 18. You know, yeah, we're going to suffer. You know, I, I don't want to suffer. I, I heard, I, I, I followed uh, uh, our mayor, and I tell you, from what I heard, he suffered. He suffered tremendously. He suffered. But, uh, but uh, um, that suffering... Is, is, is nothing to be compared to the blessings that God has for His children 
the great place that God has prepared for them, the great things. I, I don't know a lot about it. I've, all I know is what the Scriptures teaches about it. And uh, there's some people who talk about it like they've seen it, but uh, they haven't. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the, the apostles that saw it, God, Lord Jesus told them, says, uh, don't you tell anyone what you saw, and they didn't. And, and they didn't tell it in the Scriptures what they saw, and they didn't tell anything. And so so the thing about it is, is we, we don't know what it's going to be like, but we have to trust that the sufferings that we go through, even now, are going to be thought as nothing when we stand someday in the presence of the Lord in His holy place, there worshiping Him day and night, day and night, forever and ever. We're worshiping Him and we're learning of Him, learning of His great, uh, of His great, uh, uh promises in that, uh, uh, as we have seen and heard, there are many promises made to those who have many promises made to those who have quit following the Lord, the world. You know, some people say, "Well, it's hard to come out of the world." We, there's great promises made for those who will come out of the world and have and 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 will have a spiritual desire to follow the Lord. There's great promises there. You know, if, we, if we're willing to come out of the world, you know, we can't live like the world lives. We can't do like the world does. We, we can't, uh, we can't talk like the world talks. We can't dress like the world dresses. You know, we, uh, it's almost to the point to where people don't have any clothes at all on. And, and so that's, uh, that's a sad thing, but, uh, you know, but there's great promises to all those who will come out of the world. And I'm going to tell you, the members of Landmark Baptist Church who listen to this, there's great promises to you if you come out of the world and, and follow the Lord closely for the rest of your life. There are great promises there. Uh, as long as a wicked generation follows the world, they will never see the promises fulfilled by the Lord. They'll never see these promises. They'll never understand them. They'll never know them. May God bless you tonight and forever. And I pray that the day is going to come when we will be able to gather together. Let's go, Lord, in prayer as we close out this message. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for the blessings of it. We thank you for the liberty to preach your word, Lord. Uh, even, even here with, even here with, uh, no one, no one in this building. We know that Satan is always there. He's always there to go up against God's people and, and, and we know that even though People aren't here, but, uh, we know that Satan is here and, and he doesn't like some of the things we say, but Lord, we, we know that and, and we're so thankful that you see fit to be with us and give us the liberty to preach your word, even, even like this, Lord. It's not easy. It's not easy on the natural man to stand up here and do this with no one listening, but, but I always think about, I was thinking about it the other day that, that you know we had uh, we had uh, um, prophets who were sent out to preach and were told that no one's going to listen to them, and that's that's almost like preaching to an empty church building when no one will listen. And Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us today. I pray you bless our people, you keep them safe, and Lord, soon I pray that soon you will send them back and they'll be able to come back and be able to come together and worship you as they should. 
For it's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen.